Welcome to Tights Camera Action. It's the podcast about comic book movies starring two normal people and one not so normal person. I'm Stephanie Kachias and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Owen Vandenberg. Hello. And said not so normal person. Uh, was me. Kyle Shearer. Hello. Kyle, today we talked, well we watched... <sighs> Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was a television movie from 1998, and you chose this movie. I did, and I could see the, <laughs> the judgment in your eyes. Do you have a prepared speech here? Because well, it looks like you've got a I knew, I knew I, had to have my, I had to have my answer ready, <laughs> because I know that it wasn't a popular pick after the dizzying high of Superman Returns. Uh, so there are two reasons where, uh, which I wanted to choose this movie. Uh, the first one is, I was kind of fascinated with the fact that we got a movie in 1998, a Marvel movie, and it's got so many familiar names and faces from like the current universe. We've got Helicarriers, we've got Hydra, Baron von Strucker, Arnim Zola, uh, even um, Alexander Pierce was in it as well. And it's just so strange seeing such different takes on these characters and these famous sort of objects. <laughs> Revenge is mine. I can't hear you, Colonel Fury. What? No witty posts. No clever comebacks. I said revenge is mine. Don't you have anything to say? I always heard living well's the best revenge. No, you just killed my life model decoy. Useful little toy, isn't it? The other reason I wanted to pick this movie, which I'd never seen before watching it uh, for this podcast, uh, was that I remembered an interview with David Hasselhoff uh, where he was talking about uh, the Avengers after it came out. And they asked him about what he thought of Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury. And he had, he had a few quotes about it. He said, uh, you know, it wasn't Nick Fury. They, they take these shows and they make it the way they want to make it. And unfortunately, they should have had Stan Lee on the set and let him kick, kick, him, uh, kick him into gear. Whoever directed Avengers decided they wanted to go that way. But it's their prerogative. He's still a great actor. And he said, uh, I was hoping to have played him in the movie, he revealed. And then Samuel L. Jackson came in and he was a great Nick Fury, but he wasn't really the consummate Nick Fury, the way he, that he was written. And I think that's a shame because he's a great character and a funny character and I'm hoping to do it again sometime. So, to David Hasselhoff, <laughs> he believes that the 98 version is the definitive Nick Fury. So I was like, well, I have to check that out. <laughs> can, I, can I add an extra one in here? Because I looked up these quotes as well. Because <laughs> I thought there must be something I did a bit of research too. Yeah, and one of the, my Nick Fury was the organic Nick Fury that was written and discussed with Stan Lee before anyone got in there to change it. <laughs> yeah, he said, yeah. Uh, I was the first Nick Fury. Stan yeah. Lee put me in that. Yep. He gave me the best line ever. Guys like you tend to cling to the ball no matter how many times you flush. I've got another one that was, um, I love Sam Jackson, but you know, Stanley said, you're the ultimate Nick Fury. Avi Arad, when they brought it, said, don't worry, you're going to be the Nick Fury forever. And they lied. <laughs> <laughs> they did lie to you, Hoff. They lied to you. The thing is, if, if you're David, to be David Hasselhoff as he exists, you have to be 100% confident all the time mm. because you could not be who he is and be at any point second guessing yourself. So no wonder he thinks he's the like true. the true Nick Fury. I think he just thinks he's the true everything that he does. Yeah, that's a good point. 
Look, I mean, I'm not. I don't know if I'll ever get over having to like. So, okay, when you suggested this movie, yeah. I was like, yeah, and you know, I was excited because I was like, a bad movie. Like, we haven't really done a bad movie before. We've sort of done movies that potentially weren't, you yeah, know, misfires. Yeah, misfires, but not like a, a outright bad movie. No, and there was part of me that was excited because you know everyone likes watching a, a crappy movie every now and then. Um, but like 15 minutes in, I really started to question my will to live. Um, my notebook looks like the scribblings of a mad woman. Um, <laughs> I really struggled. Um, I mean, I think, look, by halftime, I just got out my iPad and started playing Angry Birds. Like, yeah. I was really struggling with this movie. It's a punishing playlist, that YouTube playlist. It and <laughs> if you're losing, if you're losing it by the first 15 yeah. minute yeah. section, that is also like by far the best part of the movie. Like the first 15 minutes and it goes... It goes really abruptly downhill. downhill. Well, that's right. Yeah, so it's got an okay opening, but yeah, yeah, it really really loses its steam pretty quickly. Yeah, so if you do want to see this, and don't, but if you do want to, <laughs> there is a playlist on YouTube. It's seven different 15-minute uh, segments, and no one has ever taken it down because I don't think anyone ever wants to actually have to claim copyright for this thing. Yeah, uh, yeah it's out there. It's for free. You can you can watch it. C- I couldn't, couldn't even find a torrent because who's really going to see this? <laughs> No. Well, we didn't. We didn't need to. Yeah, it's it's fine. It, oh, look, I don't know. So basically, so can I ask the question, which is, in your opinion, Kyle, is mm. this is this the definitive Nick Fury? That was one of the big questions that I had when I was watching this movie. Was he's doing like a sort of I'm too old for this shit, yeah. gruff cop thing. Like his whole his whole p- performance, which isn't bad. Like it's you know pretty campy but fun. <laughs> like he gets the joke, right? Does he? I think he does. I think he gets. I think he gets what he's trying to do, yeah. and I think he's pitching it where he thinks he needs to be. I agree with Owen. Like, I think the Hoff knows where he is at all times. Yeah. He's quite actually quite savvy. But um, what I didn't quite get was like, is that really what Nick Fury's like? Well, it's weird. I think Nick Fury is is meant to be like a bit of a throwback character because he's like in the comics is this. And I'm talking about the original Nick Fury. It gets a bit tangled in continuity when Samuel Jackson and yeah. the ultimate Nick Fury get introduced. But the original Nick Fury, the one that actually looks remarkably like David Hasselhoff, I think it needs to be said, he's like this throwback character, World War II veteran, and then like a cold warrior through the 60s. And so, yeah, when they did him in like modern comics, there is sort of the sense of like, yeah, he's like the old spy who doesn't really fit in with the new world, which is what they've obviously tried to do in the tele-movie, the 1998 one. Uh, But yeah, he is a bit of a hard character to just treat seriously, which is why I think the updated version, uh, which Samuel Jackson plays... Uh, just works a lot better because they've, they've just kind of like rebooted it and just made him sort of a super spy spy master. So this interpretation is in line with a version of Nick Fury, that, in your opinion? Kind of. I mean, he's, he's slinging a bit more in the way of one-liners. And yeah, his performance, is, it's kind of a bit too campy and manic sometimes because uh, I think Nick Fury is usually portrayed as just being like he's always the man with the plan he's always organising things in the shadows and he's always like pulling all the strings and everything's just part of a bigger plan and he sort of goes head to head with like the, the head honchos at Hydra and they're both like moving pieces on the chessboard you know that's that's sort of that sort of genre a bit less in the sort of yeah kicking down doors kind of model of this movie yeah Owen? 
I hate you, Kyle. <laughs> Why did you make us watch this? It was. Oh. It, it had a couple of good laughs it's, in it. Oh my god! It is right in that wheelhouse of like mid to late nineties Uber Camp kind of tone. Yeah. Like that's the that's the thing. This might be with. one of the last movies that was able to treat like the concept of a terrorist organization so campily because it came out in like nineteen ninety eight. And they're saying, you know, like, we're an evil terrorist group, but then the leader is also, like, dressed like Vampirella, and it's just it's just treated, like, as a really cheesy subject matter. Uh, but it's kind of interesting, because the, the modern comics, they don't really know what to do with that old-style Nick Fury character anymore. So they had to, uh, after the success of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, when Samuel L. Jackson became, like, the face of it, and, like, the definitive Nick Fury in comics continuity, they still have, like, the old Hasselhoff-like looking Nick Fury around. So they had to kind of, like, shoehorn uh, Samuel L. Jackson-looking Nick Fury into the comics. So they just said Nick Fury had a son who looks exactly like Samuel L. Jackson, who's also called Nick Fury, and everyone is just going to call him Nick Fury now. <laughs> and then with the old Nick Fury, they ended up chaining him to the moon by, the city <laughs> by himself. So he's just sitting... On the moon by himself, like, chained up in, like, a little prison. And he's just, like, everyone's like, we'll never speak of him again. And when we say Nick Fury, we mean, like, the Samuel Fury Jackson, Jr. Nick Fury Jr. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. So it's like that, the Simpsons episode where Seymour Skinner, yeah. the original one, comes exactly. back. And then they're like, oh, no, he, we can't talk about him being Armin Tanzarian ever again. And they just put the original Skinner on a train and he goes away. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And right. everyone just calls the new one just Nick Fury, not right. like Nick Fury Jr. Though. Fine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've been reading a lot of Deadpool recently, mm. and there's a few jokes about, I don't know, you know how he jumps around time periods, and mm. he's mm. very, you know, obviously talks very, you know, across the fourth wall, and there's a few times where he says, oh, you're the, you're the old Nick Fury, not the new Nick Fury, and the new Nick Fury is black, and yeah, so yep. there's all this, yeah, two Nick Fury thing sure. going on. So I think we, we are putting it off a bit, talking about the actual movie We itself. need to just jump in and get it done. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's it. pull off the band-aid. So we open in magnificent 4-3 pan and scan. <laughs> <laughs> the most cinematic of ratio. Quentin Tarantino is going to have special screenings of this one <laughs> in, its own, in its own original format. Um, yep. And Written we're... by David Goya, guys. Yes. Now... Who also wrote uh, the Blade trilogy... And co-wrote um, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. And Man of Steel and Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. His pedigree is mixed. And also Demonic Toys. Oh, of course. Hi, fat fuck. I'm Baby Oopsie Daisy. Would you like to be my special friend? I can walk. I can talk. I can even shit my pants. Can you shit your pants? We might have watched that quite a lot when I was uh, 13. Right. I uh, look yeah. forward to your dramatic one-woman reading of the script <laughs> of Demonic Toys at the Fringe Festival. So when year. I found out that he wrote that, I was like, okay, you're all right in my book, mate. Mm. But, um, yeah, so this is written by... This is David Goyer's first, first. thing wow. that he did that was like, yeah. Uh, His first comic book. Although this movie came is in 1998 mm-hmm. and came out same year Blade came out. Yep. So, well, you can see... The shared DNA between those two movies. <laughs> you kind of can, actually. <laughs> Lots of good one-liners. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we're, we're opening up in uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. base. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to say first off, my first thought before we even really, before anything even gets to happen was this looks like it's made from like the 80s. It looks yeah. like the 80s instantly and it's from 1990. Like I had to double check that it was 1998 because I was yeah. like, this is definitely the 80s. So sure. it kind of had like a Sequest DSV feel to yeah. it to me, mm-hmm. which okay. was very 
pre-90s. It had sort of a 90s TV show. Right. I, I didn't think it was too 80s. It actually was better than I thought it would look. Hmm. Um, yeah, but definitely dated. Like, yeah. yeah. Yep, so we're in a S.H.I.E.L.D. base. And it's the, the most perplexing concept for a S.H.I.E.L.D. base I can possibly think, think of. It's called, like, the Trinity Base... And it's just where they store the preserved dead bodies of all of their their biggest enemies. Yeah. So they've got like Baron von Strucker's body. Now, I know like one of them says we're on graveyard duty, implying that all the bodies are dead, but then we see like a heart rate monitor that's like detecting like a steady beat. So yeah. I'm not sure if they're just dead or preserved. And they consistently refer to him as like a corpse or yeah. a body or, you know, and they're talking about bringing him back to life. And yeah, yeah, but, but what, and then like Clay Quartermain, uh, who's another familiar S.H.I.E.L.D. name, uh, he's, he comes up to the guy he's on guard duty with and he's like, whoa, <laughs> he just like, for some reason his voice was so loud in this and he, his first line is like, man, it sucks to be stuck on graveyard duty, huh? And it was just like, yeah. Not, yeah, a, a quite a bizarre kind of yeah. place to stick such a, a valuable shield agent. And he and just drops just... like three bits of exposition yeah. in a row. Like, oh, we're on graveyard duty, guarding Baron Strucker, the <laughs> worst enemy that S.H.I.E.L.D. has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so, really probably should have just burnt his body. Yes. Or like, thrown it in the ocean or blasted it off into space or something. But for yeah. whatever reason, they've got it perfectly preserved. And then the agent that he's on graveyard duty with... Uh, shoots him and starts the process of springing von Strucker's corpse out of the S.H.I.E.L.D. base. Mm. Uh, so S.H.I.E.L.D. gets invaded uh, by a squadron of HYDRA agents and they abscond with Strucker's dead body. Were there any more one-liners in, in this section? Well, oh, the I think there's a there's a pretty big one you're forgetting oh, about. Oh, <laughs> of course. So the S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, the Hy- Hydra starts storming and Clay Quarterman is suffering from like a gut shot. Yeah, okay, the guy shoots him doesn't bother to check if he's dead. Doesn't yeah. double tap him. Like, you can spare another bullet. Come on. But, yeah, okay, yeah. So he's not dead. He gets up. And he looks at the advancing horde of Hydra agents and he says, Let us rock and let us roll. <laughs> and then starts, like, trying to mow them down. But, With a handgun. I yeah. Think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Does I don't have like, anything to say. At this point, the the, re- the way they incapacitate the shield base is they, they release poison gas. And so yeah. all the Hydra agents have gas masks. And then Clay Quartermain just has a gas mask on when he gets up. Yeah. And he takes it off so that he can say, let us rock, let us roll. And then succumbs to the gas, <laughs> yeah. which he knew was there because he had what? a gas mask. Yeah, exactly, right? Uh, so That's how you go out. He's taken down by the head of this Hydra battalion who pulls off her mask and reveals herself to be like a blonde-haired, kind of Aryan-looking young woman who I think she gives the first of many maniacal laughs at this point. She she looks straight into his eyes and says something. Like, he says, like, Nick, take care of her or something like that. Yeah. Well, you don't know who he's talking about at this stage. This is Quartermain. And the girl says something like, yes, Nick can help. Only Nick can help you now or something like that. But sort of, it's like she knows that this guy has a has a video camera in his eye. And so she speaks to the, to the dead guy and knows that she's speaking to shield yeah. um, so that's convenient uh, I don't know where she got that intel from but obviously um, yeah look I'm going to stop trying to make <laughs> make any sort of understanding of this film um, yeah. okay yeah so also the bad guy I've got in I've got in my notes the bad dude looks like Lennon 
Oh yeah, yeah, on the video conference. Yeah, is that the bit where they're all like, she is that the bit where? Is that her dad, the Baron von Schulz? No, no, it's not. Oh, oh, maybe we're talking about a different thing. There is a different guy that I thought looked like Lennon. That later when she's 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 in like a, a Skype session with all the other Hydra oh, leaders yeah, that's to sort of consolidate her power, and one of them looks like either. Um, Either Lennon or like the Flash Gordon villain. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. I've just yeah. got that here, and I figured that was uh, that was uh, <laughs> something, something to something, something to pat out the time. Something yeah. that, that that woke me from the stupor yeah. of like self hatred yeah. and plotting yeah. to murder Kyle after it's, this. Actually, it's it's genuinely hard to think of jokes for this one because I mean it's just it's just so stupid that it's kind of it's it's where do you begin? Well, then we. Cut to some cave. The Yukon. The Yukon. The Yukon. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're Australian like us, I, I had to look it up. It's like northern Canadian wilderness. I knew where yeah. it was, but I was like, that is not specific. Yeah. It's a very, no. very, very, very big chunk of the yeah. globe. It's just like saying the desert. Right. <laughs> the this, Middle East. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah and this is part of the world. my favourite part of the movie, hands down, is the introduction of Nick Fury. Because we, we, we're in the Yukon and then we zoom into an abandoned, well, a seemingly abandoned mine shaft where Nick Fury has got a pickaxe and he's just like hammering away at like the wall of the mine shaft. He's just mining. He's, like, he's got a boutique craft mine. We don't know what he's mining. He's just like a single small, small he's miner. He's ground level because there's a door like, in, like yeah. he's, he's not he's not down a mine shaft. Yeah. He's like literally just in a shack. He's in the vestibule. Bashing away at something at ground level because yeah. there's light coming in. Putting from, out like, like bespoke ore. Yeah. He's just sending he sends, like one, one little nugget of, a, a month. He's got just a small like all all distributor sort of mm. um, network, you know, within like Williamsburg, Brooklyn, that yeah. only sells his stuff. <laughs> yeah. oh his God. aluminium, yeah. But uh, he's just like mining with a cigar in his mouth as well. I think he's he's never without a cigar in this movie. And then uh, he gets interrupted in his little mining venture, which is I think how he's spending his off the grid retirement by a couple of Shield agents who have come to recruit him. So. <laughs> Let's talk, let's rip the band-aid off here and talk about the two S.H.I.E.L.D. agents who come to get him. Uh, because they're both, like, again, familiar S.H.I.E.L.D. names. Uh, one of them is this young English guy who is basically just doing, like, a Hugh Grant impression for the entire movie. And his name is Alexander Pierce, who was the same dude that Robert Redford played in Winter Soldier. Yeah, so that's completely, like, disconnected, right? Like, yeah, they're not... just the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and very different take because this guy is like the young, bumbling, uh, 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 like book smart kind of guy that Nick Fury is meant to like, you know, clash with. Yeah. Oh, I was top in my class in yeah. all of my things, but I've never been in the field. Oh, yeah. No. And Nick Fury's going to teach him a little bit about experience. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a great point where like he's talking with Nick Fury. It's like, well, you may, you may dismiss my uh, attitude, but I, you know, I came first in this and first in that. And Fury goes like, how was your needle point? And then he says, like, what? And then he repeats the same one minor again. (laughs) He said, how was your needle point? He's like, oh, uh, (laughs) But it was just, like, the most contrived one liner. Just so bizarre to actually repeat it. But the other agent he's with uh, is the Contessa. Do who you... is like a long time Nick Fury foil? And do you have a full name up there? Because I, I can't, I can't remember it. Contessa Valentina de Allegro Fontaine. Yeah, Contessa so... Valentina de Allegro 
Fontaine. That's 13 syllables. Yeah. So they just call her Val in this movie. So she's played by Lisa Rinna, who's actually not bad. How else is she in? I didn't um, know. Oh, she was in Melrose Place. She was like a 90s star. And then she married Harry Hamlin and she was in... She, she sort of... Um, I don't know. She just was a 90s figure. Mm-hmm. And I, I, she, she, I, don't, I think she might have been in Baywatch a couple of times as well. Yeah, I didn't think she was terrible. Like, obviously, the film was terrible. But she, both her and Nick Fury sort of... And Hasselhoff were okay in that I thought they were sort of selling what they had to do. But this is where he... Um, <laughs> I've got here the line that he says, that Nick Fury says to describe her. So you've sort of... Uh, it's sort of suggested that they have this backstory. And in fact, later on, you f- you find out that it's who Quartermain was talking about was mm. her, that there was a love triangle sort of thing between him and Quartermain and, and Fury and her. <sighs> do you want to read this or do you want me to read it? You, you read it. I think you'll do the line but I'm not justice. A, okay, because it's a man's line, but I'll try and do my best Nick Fury voice. So this is what Nick Fury says about <clears throat> Val. Contessa Valentina de Allegro Fontaine. Quite a mouthful when you try and wrap your tongue around it. Don't let the blue bud fool you, Pierce. Val's an old hand at the sexpionage game, aren't you? <laughs> sexpionage. So what oh, is he man. saying there? Is he? There's a lot of double entendre in that. But like... Oh, it's, a, there, it's a layered script. That's how they wrote it. That's how good like, it works. There's no prompt to, to that. Like, she literally just comes up to him and he sees her and that's what comes out of his mouth. Yeah, and it's, it says it so spitefully too. He's like, hey, Pierce, if it isn't Val, <laughs> that old whore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like, that's what he's been spending his whole time in the Yukon thinking yeah. of, is the various oh, like, four or five things that he wants to say as <laughs> soon as he runs into her again. Yeah, that's why he repeated the needle point. Yeah, right? he's just like, he's just like, got really spent, great material. Years, <laughs> I spent all of detente thinking about all of these great lines to use against like Val when she finally comes crawling back. Uh, but the funny thing is, is that he like, he sneers at her and says like, Oh, you're an old hand at the sexpionage game. And then later on in the movie, he falls for the oldest sexpionage trick yes. in the book. Yeah, he does. Uh, which I suppose we'll get to. But it was just pretty ironic that he's like using that to like try and get back at her. It's, uh, I, and I think I said to you beforehand, this was, I think that was one of the things that I probably could have st- stood the badness of it. And I'm not normally like that big a prude and you know but 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 this was really sexist like i found it really just the way just the way he he treats her it's really it's just not cool like it it, it really we talk about like women women being represented in a good way now and like coming out of seeing star wars and seeing and jessica jones and all these great female characters like it was not that long ago when a movie would just talk about someone like that and then like just not even not even the dialogue like the way he he pushes her around yeah. like have you noticed yeah. how he he will push her out of the like he's actually quite physically i won't say abusive but sort of um like yeah man- rough yeah, with her manhandles her all the he time. manhandles there's her. a later point where she's trying to express something and he just puts his hand over her mouth uh, yeah like it's bec- it's like the conceit is that it's because there's some stuff happening but he doesn't say shush he doesn't say like Ugh. you know there's spy stuff going on he just puts his hand over her mouth like yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's- and and she's always stupid and being corrected and the women in these movies are mm. always 
they're always one step behind. Oh, like there's a part where, yeah, she's talking and he's like, shush, the bad guy's here now. Like she's always yeah. the one compromising them. Yeah. It's and it's not even done as awful. like that kind of like attempt at ironic sexism, no. which yeah. I have problems with anyway. But it's not even all, all like where he's being sexist, but then he gets some comeuppance yeah. where she yeah. she saves the day or anything. It's just outright sexism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then later he's proven right by the events of the movie. Like he's in the movie thinks this is like great. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's how the movie kind of lands on him because they're like, yeah, we're going to portray this deliberately throwback character who doesn't really fit in the modern world. But then we're also going to say, yeah, he's absolutely right about 100% of the things that he yeah. does. And his approach. And, and his behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this is 1998. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. It's not that long ago. There's no excuse for that, for that being <sighs> in this movie. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So Val and uh, Pierce, they pick him up in like a, a helicopter and they say, you know, you've been reinstated to S.H.I.E.L.D. And... This is after like the whole kind of, I'm too old for this shit, yeah, I walked yeah. away. Yeah. Um, and then they sort of, he says no to them a few times, but then they explain that it's because the bad, what's his name, Von Strucker, yeah. is that him? Has been um, kidnapped um, uh, by his daughter, they think. And that was, that's, he's like, but I saw him die. And it's mm. like, well, obviously he didn't die. And, well, he had a heartbeat. Or whatever. And he's just yeah. been kept at that shield base in cryogenic suspension. Alongside so. Walt Disney. Yeah. I think it's just like neither the heroes nor the villains can ever like confirm a kill in this movie it's just like if someone falls down or falls asleep then they're just they're just out of the picture mm. it's like every morning if like a soldier's late for rebellion shield i bet they just like zip them up in a body bag and like ship them out <laughs> to be frozen or slingshot them into the ocean or something like that because they, they just they just never finish the job and it's it's it leads to 100 percent of their problems there is there is no point for them to keep baron strucker's body right Alive well, or dead. Like, there I, is literally no reason for them to the, do it. And in fact, like, it's like it leads to the central problem of the movie. Yeah, because he has a virus in him yeah. that they used to, like... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm convinced that Clay Quartermain's still alive. He's probably bleeding oh. out on the floor of that shield base. And they're just like, <laughs> well, he, he tripped over and fell down. That's it. Inform <laughs> the family. He's probably dead. <laughs> oh, God. Um, okay, so they take him to the shield base where he does his whole... Like, where there's the whole sort of, uh, you know, cop movie sort of... Nick Fury, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Gives him a hug of his old mates. And then he meets his boss, played by Ron Canada. Ron Canada. Steve Australia was unavailable. (laughs) His boss is just like the typical stick-up-the-butt bureaucrat who wants to do things by the book and is always being followed by like a bunch of people in Fury my office yeah. now which is weird because when they when they come to him in the Yukon they say you've been reinstated as director of SHIELD and then when they get to SHIELD he's not director he's, he's, they say this is director general of SHIELD like as in like yeah. oh by the way you've still got a boss just because we're so lazy we need to put in some cop cliches and we can't yeah. do anything else oh was it. he director or was he just colonel like, I thought they kept calling him like colonel I feel like they say director they... of SHIELD early and they didn't like... they, throw, they play so fast and loose with time yeah. Like, he's also really... a colonel. Yes, yeah. right. <laughs> I mean, I think Contessa is actually a title as well. Yeah. yeah and, is. I mean, who knows what's happening with the Von Strucker's Baron status. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, it's probably in name only, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I, I did make a note at this point of every scene in this movie plays like a porno that never quite gets to the fucking. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's the it level is. of acting we've got going on here. And especially this scene where there's a lot of, you know, like, either... Um, old mates reuniting or adversaries like trying to trying to butt heads new characters being introduced one of of my favorite bits was when he meets the young woman who reads his mind um, initially and he calls her something like what are you a mind reader and she says 
We prefer ESPers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not ESP agents. Or... No, that was one of the most stupid things I've ever heard. To be life. fair, I think ESPers is what they call them in the comics, but it is it's stupid not, there as well. That's stupid. Yeah, maybe time for a rewrite when you're adapting to a new medium. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, well, uh, a couple of things I liked about him being reunited with the S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, one of them is like the trip down to Q Branch to see all the gadgets that are going to get used in like where they just have a part seven where they just have a bunch of like (laughs) lightning columns yeah they've got like tesla coils they've got van de graaff generators and stuff just i wrote down lightning room of a science museum yeah yeah it's just weird like of course that's what science looks like yeah yeah, so yeah yeah, so shield q shows him like the gun that's like keyed to his fingerprints and when anyone else tries to shoot it it backfires uh but then he shows them my favorite like bit of science from uh, Nick Fury 1998 which has not yet made it to the cinematic universe which is the old shield mainstay of the LMD the life model decoy so it has been referenced it has been referenced but was never where was it referenced first Avengers movie uh, Tony Stark answers the phone he doesn't want to talk to Coulson so he yeah. says you've reached the life model decoy of ah, Tony Stark I think that's they've... a good deep cut yeah. oh, and good. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. the TV show Patton Oswalt plays like this random S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and then he gets killed, but then it turns out he's got like identical twins in a bunch of different bases. So mm. you're like, are they all meant to be robots? Yeah. But they kind of they never really have. Yeah, they, they, they of, just sort of wink and nudge. They about get around it. a yeah. bit because I think I think they're hedging their bets of like yeah. whether or not they're allowed to introduce. Well, whether they can, whether they can top the LMDs in in Fury. Well, of course, yeah. So when we first see the LMD, it's actually like it's horrifying because they've got this like latex mask. They're pulling down over like this Terminator face, and it just looks. It looked well. Firstly, it looks absolutely nothing like a real person. Well, I was going to say what it looked like was the like Madame Two Swords of mm. Dazzlov. Do you reckon they yeah. maybe borrowed it from there? It looked to me like a Two Swords model of him, but is weirdly it pale. Like yeah, it's really, yeah, it looked yeah. like a corpse. Yeah, and it looked like it looked like someone tried to make a Madame Two Swords model of a corpse. Like yeah. it was just like right in the uncanny valley, and then it's moving really robotically. And it's like, in the scene, they're just like shoving all of these microchips like up its nose and in its ear and in its mouth. And <laughs> yeah, it just put like, some computers in there. <laughs> and it's like, it looks, it does not look like a real person. It looks like the sort of, and again, like this movie looks so much older than it is. It looks like a movie that the nerd frat, sorry, it looks like a robot that the nerd frat house in like an 80s teen movie would make to go on like panty raids in the sorority or something. It looks like <laughs> such an 80s teen movie robot. Like, it does not look anything like Hasselhoff. And yeah, I, I the word don't... panty. <laughs> I really hate that word. Yeah, so but you know what I mean. It does not look yeah, like... I do. It, it does not match the level of tech that they've got up elsewhere in the, in the, in the show. Uh, I don't know. So I is there just... anything else he gets from Q? I feel like there's, there's one more thing. No, we talked about the ESPers and we talked about... That gun is last... in Skyfall, right? The, yeah. palm, the palm print gun. That's exactly out of Skyfall. Yeah. Like, obviously, it predates it by about 14 years. Well, but. we skipped over the bit where um, Pierce tried to work the elevator and he couldn't, so Nick Fury had to just shoot it old-fashioned style. Oh, of course, because he gets shit done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this mod- new modern, newfangled technology isn't, isn't as good as just, you know, brute mm. force. Oh, and they do the old, like, you can't smoke in here, and he's like, well, I don't care, and just yeah. keeps smoking. Then... I don't know, it's just stuff like that. I mean, mm. look, this is this is where I started to really lose my will to live, so I, I can't really, from this point on, I don't know how much use just, I'm going to It feels bear. like we're just watching, like, cutscenes for an old James Bond video game or something, it's mm. just like the most 
every scene is just like the most by the book. Like, okay, here's the Q branch. Okay, here's his, here's his like really highly strong boss who mm. he's going to clash with. And it all feels like stuff that you just want to press, like press triangle to skip and just yeah, get yeah. into the action. But the action just never comes. <laughs> so they get their assignment, I guess, at this point. Yeah. Or he has to go to Berlin for something. That's right, yeah. they have to go to Berlin. Uh, we do have we do have oh. a scene where the where the von Strucker daughter oh, cuts like, to the bad guys. Yeah, cuts to the bad guys. And here's the thing I'm really confused about: all the Hydra lackeys, uh, they're bald guys with weird face paint and sunglasses. Oh, it's like right? it's like Blue Man Group. Yeah, it's like they're they're all. I yeah, it's never explained, but they're all like yeah, they've got some kind of like face painting yeah thing do on. they ever explain what those guys are? Is there ever like a throwaway line about like oh the owl like you know clone factory or something yeah, no my theory was that they were all just really embarrassed as yeah. like henchmen they, they look, were just like they look like background dancers from a music video yeah like, they like, all just came from, they're all wearing the same thing and they all could have been doing some cool moves but we just didn't look and then they just turned up and like oh we're also henchmen part time yeah it's like I hope no one recognises me in this get up and they're like the latest demand video you did Viper I, uh, you told me you would crop, crop me out of that. <laughs> I'm going to go reapply my makeup. But the whole Hydra thing. So we cut to like, yeah, Hydra's base of operations. And it's the, the head Hydra goon in this is Andrea Von Strucker. But they've kind of like merged the character of Andrea Von Strucker with like Madame Hydra slash Viper. So it's two kind of like bad Hydra women from the comics. And they're just kind of like rolled into this one kind of character and she just acts a bit like a power rangers villain like she's just she's tackling every two seconds and she shoots a guy so then they got i remember this bit where they i think i've got it yeah she shoots a guy they get this guy in there i can't really remember the the head of the london okay so for some reason they've got him and he's he's betrayed them in some way or pissed her off in some Mm. way and she shoots him and she literally she orgasms while she's shooting him (laughs) Like she, she goes like, <laughs> click, click, like, and then she's like, <laughs> like it's yeah. disgusting and weird. And I was like, what am I watching? Yeah. This is fucked. And like, you know there were like TV executives there going like, yeah, this yeah, is great. Oh, exactly. Kids are gonna love this. Give us more. It's yeah. just gross. And she, yeah, her performance is bonkers. Like it's just mental. I also I don't know what Hydra's meant to be because, and this is a problem that the modern movies have as well. Like what is. Why do people like turn up for work at Hydra? Like, are they are they just after money? Are they after chaos? Are they after control? I don't know. Because in this, at least, at the very least, they name drop like they say Baron von Strucker had this big operation to try and like start the Fourth Reich, and you're like, okay, that sounds like a, an evil kind of plan, mm. and it's like Nazis. But then she never really mentions like anything about Nazis or or like fascism or controlling the world, and then she's got like all of her different like Hydra department goons on like telescreens mm. for their big conference and it's like it's like a 90s it's like one of those carefully ethnically curated 90s cartoons yeah. like, like like captain planet where they're well, the magic school bus where there's like one little kid of each like possible race yeah, and they're yeah, all like yeah. cooperating together that's kind of like what her organization looks like there's like there's like a cairo guy and there's a guy from like prague i think and there's like all these different European and, and like different different sort of cultural countries and they're all like working together. So not very Nazi like. Yeah, well I mean Czechoslovakia kind of... was like the first place Hitler invaded, so I don't know why Prague would be signing up to Hydra, but they never really like get into what they're actually trying to do. 
No, no, except that, you know, she, she just wants evil. to yeah, be evil mm. and kill people. I mean, yeah, there's no real understanding of what their end game is, except yeah. that she, she just wants to end America. I can't remember if this is where she reveals her big plan, which is to bomb Manhattan. Mm. But it's with, around, with, a, with, with a virus. With a, with a virus. Well, yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> well, to, yeah, bomb them with a virus, essentially, mm. yeah. But she that, that is her plan in this movie. Um yeah. Uh, so I think Shield Shield cottons onto the plan, uh, and they they have to go to Berlin to like try and retrieve another Marvel Cinematic Universe mainstay, uh, Arnim Zola. Yeah. Uh, who I gotta say, a bit of a standout in this movie for me. <laughs> he was just like he was so different to shining the one. Shining light. A bit of a shining light. Yeah. <laughs> he was a, a, so, so different to like the Zola in Winter Soldier and like mm. the first Captain America, and he was just playing like decrepit old Nazi who's like confined to a wheelchair mm. and at least like he was a bit of like a recognizable evil like you're, you're like oh okay so he's like an evil Nazi dude and like he's like into biological and chemical warfare at least there's something like latch on to with him yeah. rather than just being like evil for no reason mm-hmm. and yeah so they, they go to Berlin to try and like to try and intercept him before Hydra can get him because he apparently has the scientific know-how to get the Death's Head virus from Von Strucker's body. Uh, but then uh, they, they meet up, so Fury and Contessa meet up with their S.H.I.E.L.D. agent in Berlin. And they did have like a, a, a typical like spy movie kind of thing, which I loved, which is that when Nick Fury and like the Berlin agent meet, they exchange like that overly weird poetry yeah. reading yeah. which is like the recognition code mm-hmm. which in spy movies it's always like the most weird thing you could say to someone mm-hmm. which is funny because i think the idea is that you, you meant to do it in like a public place or something where you're trying to suss out whether yeah. that person is part but it's always like something that would make you call the police instantly yeah. so it's like <laughs> yeah. it's some kind of like weird poetry it's like oh i can't remember what exactly it is but it's like you know i was killed for beauty and then nick fury says but then I saw someone else who was killed by truth. And then they're like, okay, we, we know each other. And then Fury keeps it going. Yeah. And he says, but truth is beauty. And beauty, truth. Something like that. Yeah. And no, and I think they just, he, she says, like, was that part of it? He goes, no, I just wanted just, to say it. I just felt like saying that. Yeah, just casually dropping It's just in another one quotes. of the... Guys, is this movie like Avengers 2? Just too quippy? Just too many quips. <laughs> too many quips. Um, it's, it's just too smart and funny for its own good. It's just Whedon did a did a, a, a punch up of this script. Um, yep. So they go down and uh, they they get Zola and oh, and this is where we get to see the ESP do her thing. Except she's pretty shit at it. Mm. Like she 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 she's one of those ESPs where she, when she reads minds, she sort of like faints and can't deal with it so mm. i mean like that's not very good you should at least be able to go say, out in the say, field you can do better than that they say zola's mind was like booby trapped like right. someone had put in like this post-hypnotic kind of trap for again only half watching at this point yeah <laughs> it's like it's like honestly who cares but the reason why i did want to get to berlin yeah. is because this is where nick fury who had like 10 minutes ago mocked val for being like the sexpionage master, he falls for like the most obvious sexpionage ploy in the book, which is like this Berlin shield agent, like tries to get him alone. And then she gets him in a back room and she just starts like writhing around, like saying, I just really wanted to get you alone. And then he's like, Oh, why? And then she's like, so I can do this. And she basically just like electrocutes him and then gives him the, 
<laughs> the the fabled kiss of death, which is this sh- possibly the stupidest thing in this entire movie. Yeah. Uh, again, mm. no one confirms the kill in this movie. She's that, like, that was von Strucker though, wasn't it? Like she yeah, puts a weird yeah. spray so on her face. Oh yeah. Now she's like, oh, I'm also the other one. Yeah. yeah so yeah. she's the blonde. She was. She just changes her face, and it turns out that the one blonde actress has been replaced by the other blonde actress, yeah, right. the bad one. The yeah. head of Hydra. Yes. The international terrorist organization puts herself undercover yeah. because she can't be bothered delegating. Her only other henchmen are like the Blue Man Group dudes. Yeah. So she's the only hot chick that can do it. So she kisses him, and she's—I can't remember if she hints that she's poisoned him then, but then they find out later that he's been poisoned. Oh yeah, no, he does because he passes out or something yeah. from the poison. Yeah. He has Actually, awful dad jeans on in that scene as well. Like, well, it was 98. Really bad dad jeans. Oh, God. So that was part of his contract. <laughs> I'm, I'm not changing. He just brought them from home. That's just what Hasselhoff showed up to once there. But, okay, so the kiss of death. So they found out that she synthesized the venom of a Colombian tree frog, which is like meant to the be the most, most deadly venom yeah, in the world. And so it was going to kill him in like. 24 or 48 hours or something. And you know, the because those little fr- frogs are so cute and they're really deadly. That's what's... Just just, just so use the death head virus. Use the virus that you already have. It's <laughs> the most deadly virus. Or just yeah. use a gun. Use a gun. <laughs> or a, a cyanide capsule. The thing that like all spies have in their teeth in these movies Get at all a times. Knife, cut his throat. Oh, <laughs> just, him out. If you've got so the virus, silly. you can release it on the whole shield base. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, so he gets he goes back to the base and he's been infected by this thing and they say to him, Ron Canada says to him, um, <laughs> the best part about this movie for me is that there's a guy called Ron Canada in it. <laughs> um, he says to him, look, we could probably... Now, what did you say? It was on her lips? And he's yeah. like, yep. So he goes, well, then, if it was on her lips, she must be immune. Therefore, if you get her blood, we can, we can get a, an anti-serum to it. You have 24 hours or something like that to live. So how convenient it didn't... It's the most deadly virus venom mm. in the world and he's got... He lives on... For, zero symptoms. For ages. Yeah. I think he just gets a bit sweaty, but I think they had to write that in as a symptom. Yeah. Because of just David Hasselhoff being himself. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, well, he, yeah, he stopped drinking for two days. So yeah. He was having some withdrawals. But, um, yeah, like... Oh, I don't know, like just. So he's in this weird tube while they're analyzing him as well. <laughs> just and it, it just, out yeah, it just like... moves back and forth. Like the the gurney inside the tube is the thing that moves, rather than like most of the time you see a static bed and yeah. something else will move over the over the patient. But no, we've got a gigantic tube and we're just going to move him back and forth through it, and then the lightning generators will somehow figure out the medical analysis. <laughs> I'm glad you point that out because I was watching it and I'm like, that seems stupid. But then I was like, I'm. I'm not sure if I've just lost my ability <laughs> to tell what's good and what's bad. Like, I just... It started stage, breaking you? Yeah, I was just like, well, I don't know what to think anymore. Maybe they're right and I'm wrong. Oh, and uh, is Hasselhoff naked in the tube? Yeah, he is. Yeah, <laughs> of course he is. Oh, I thankfully, yeah, don't remember that at all. I really blocked that out. I must, that, that is a repressed memory. Um, so they, about this time, or who really cares? Um, <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. has to brief the President of the yes. United States. Oh my bit. god! This is the best bit. So they get all of the S.H.I.E.L.D. high ups on the helicarrier. Have we mentioned there's a helicarrier? There's a helicarrier. And they, they're like, okay, we're going to get the President on the line to, to brief him on like this, like this terrorist agency that's going to that's gonna kill 8 million people in the island of Manhattan. And that president, he just he just does not give a shit. He does not <laughs> he give a fuck. I didn't understand. 
dead. He's so bored. Well, as like, soon as they cut to him, he's just signing something. He's he looks up like, huh, what? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the president, so he's got laws to bills to sign into law all yeah. the time. So he's just like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. And then, I, it was so bizarre because yeah. he's, just, he's just like, hmm, which chicken, which turkey should I pardon for Thanksgiving this year? Right. Even though it's eight months away, and I, should, I, get, I should get a head start on that problem right now. And then the, the others are like, yeah, uh, so Madam Viper is after $1 billion or she'll like release this virus and we have no way of finding or catching her. And it's like, oh, Dharma. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't even yeah. react poorly. No, he doesn't. Like, he could not care less. Yeah. And they He's, do, like, oh, sorry. No, 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 you go. Oh, just the, the signing thing was like, really got to me because he does it at first. I thought maybe they were going for like a, oh, I didn't see you come in, you know, like that kind yeah. of thing. But then they cut back to him again mid-conversation and he's back at them. Like, yeah. He's gone back to his bills he's and he's like, even, I don't care. I'm, I'm so checked out. He's not even like, make, he's not even like nodding or saying yes. It's just like he's completely ignored. At this it. point, the president is a proxy for the audience. Yes. Like, we, we are going like, the president is is as invested in this story as I was. <laughs> um, so yeah, he does not give a shit and they've told him that there is a major terrorist attack and he doesn't, he's just like, okay, keep me informed. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> uh, like, that's it. Hmm. So anyway, then they have to come up with a plan. Yeah, really ratcheted up the tension. Yep. When you, when you see the president starting to sweat like that, then you know you should really care about this terrorist yep. plot. But so that their plan is like, they're going to split into two. Val is going to go after uh, Viper's brother, who's like got the virus on the ground in Manhattan in yep. a truck somewhere. And I didn't actually mind that little plot line because at least Val was given like something to do. Like I kind of thought it was it was really bizarre that she what that Fury didn't have to rescue her. Yeah, that like, was she was just off like least... doing doing the the mission mission B and Fury and then Hugh Grant and the ESP woman go off and like try and find Viper. Yeah. I would have liked there to be um, a little romance between Hugh Grant and ESP. I think they were somehow like trying to build, but then yeah. it didn't pay off and that was a bit disappointing because were, they were kind of cute together, but mm. it didn't really work. But so during Val's um, B plot, she starts <laughs> like the code names. Sorry, I'm losing it again. Their code names to, oh, to base. Yeah. She keeps calling, she calls herself head nurse. And <laughs> the guy at base is surgeon. So he's like, head nurse, how's the patient? She's like, losing him, sir. Send me the coordinates, Tim. And then she starts calling the other guy Tim. So there's, there's surgeon and head nurse <laughs> and, and Tim. Tim. <laughs> and it's, it's, such a stu- it's such a stupid metaphor. Because like if she says, like, oh, we're losing the patient. Then it's the surgeon like, oh shit, have, have they released a virus? Like, is it that yeah, much? Yeah, I know. Like, like, so it's so she, ambiguous. Good, Just say yeah. what's going on. And and also like, but she's a nurse and not a surgeon and all yeah. me again. Yeah. Like, again, like she has to be this sort of assistant character. They could <laughs> just both be doctors though. It yeah, yeah, yeah. It would have worked. And that's right. She could have, she could have been the registrar and he could have been the consultant. You mm. know, that, that would have worked. Anyway, so they, <laughs> she goes down, we, we're kind of skipping ahead, but her plot line, um, uh, culminates in her stopping the brother from releasing the virus in a in a really really long drawn out shootout where she's pointing the gun at him for a long time yeah. and then she finally shoots him in the head and she says head nurse to surgeon operation over patient sedated <laughs> again like patient sedated is the metaphor for yeah. killing this guy yeah. in the head, shooting this guy. Only in the confirmed head. kill in the entire movie, and not even confirmed in vo- in in description. Yeah, like she yeah. definitely c- c- confirms him, but 
they yeah. need to just get a proper code worked out um. to avoid this sort of stuff. I do want to talk about Werner von Strucker a bit. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> I found him really hilarious Fabio. in the movie. Yeah. So he's basically... Both him and his sister, who's like the head of Hydra, they both speak in like sort of evil German villain accents. And the, the funny thing is, is that she just doesn't give a shit about him at all. No. So she like writes him off instantly. Because... Um, yeah, but, so she she, lo- but she cares so much about her her father. Yeah. So she loves her father to a weird degree, but couldn't give a shit about her brother, yeah. which is weird. So she sends him off on basically a suicide mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's just like, no one respects him. And he, he kind of, he looked, reminded me a bit of looks as like a Euro trash Theon Greyjoy. I don't know why, but he kind of had that kind of like weedy face. And like, you think this guy's a bit of like a sleaze bag. But pre or post break, breaking point? Uh, pre, because <laughs> he's still a bit too arrogant. But um, his, his men, so his like squad of like blue man group weirdos, like they, they just don't respect him at all. Like my favorite bit in his little arc was where they're, they're like with the virus bomb and they just have to like wait for word from his sister about when to like release release it into the city and his one of his henchmen is just like throwing a rubber ball against the wall <laughs> for like two minutes and he's just like stop that stop that right now and then the guy just ignores him and just keeps throwing it against the wall he's like seriously stop it with the throwing of the ball he's like it's really fucking annoying and the other guy just keeps doing it and then eventually it's like the ball disappears and then a grenade gets thrown back by like Val's team and they, they blow a ball up I do not remember that bit no, at all. That was, I was my not favorite part. Favorite part of that part. I, I, yep, I remember that. that. So Just the, the out. disdain, because like with with the henchmen's faces, because they're. Their faces are like covered in that shit, and they're all wearing sunglasses. Like yeah. you, they're, they're usually just like these robotic-looking guys. But just the look of contempt on that guy—like like, you can see his <laughs> lips like kind of curl up as he's throwing this ball. And it's like, you know what? Fuck you! I am gonna throw a ball against him. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the boss of me. Um, so that's one plot, and then the other plot is when they go to the Hydra. So Nick Fury and the ESP and Hugh Grant go to stop mm. her, and basically they they mm. they get caught, but then they break out. Yep. Can't remember how. Oh, they, he. Pulls his eyeball out of his face. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And it's, a, it's and like a, a little bomb. grenade or yeah. something. They have a spray that dissolves lasers. Yeah, that's that one great. point. They go, oh, laser grid, and they just get out a spray. And at first, I thought they were just doing the thing where you know, yeah, like so it's a visual thing, so yeah. the audience can see the lasers. No, then the lasers just sort of disappear because yeah. of some kind of aerosol yeah, spray. It's like it was like a Looney Tunes thing. Yeah. It's like oh, a wall. Let's like paint a doorway onto it and then open it. <laughs> well, there's a bit there with that too. Earlier in Berlin, they run through a, a fake I door. Like a diagon alley. That's thing. exactly. Oh, no, I've got like written in my Harry Potter thing. wall. Yeah, that's what I had there. <laughs> because it was basically platform nine and a half. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, there's a lot of that sort of magic science happening in this movie too. But um, yeah, it's like it, it goes back between like really, really retro stuff like mm. his little ray gun, which just looks like a, a piece of shit, and then there's stuff like yeah, the, the laser dissipating spray. Uh, but yeah, they they go to take on uh, Madame Hydra or Viper or whatever and try and like try and stop her and also get her. Get her blood sample. Yeah, I have to. I have to mention this line. I, I wrote it down. Uh, one of my favorite one-liners from that is when uh, the sort of the Q dude in the helicarrier mentions that Nick Fury's life can be saved. He can be like cured from that toxin if he like gets a sample of her blood, and he says. I'll get that vampire's blood if I have to suck it from her neck. <laughs> it's, just, 
like for all of his one-liners, they do like ultra close-ups of his lips as yeah. he's saying it, and yeah. it's just like this is such a violently <laughs> delivered line. And combined with like that line, combined with her big enormous red cape, with which is a Dracula cape, yeah. like she's actually got a Dracula so cape like, on. And because I wasn't really paying attention, I was like. Wait, have they revealed that she's a vampire? Like, is uh, that part of what's like, going on? Like Elvira. It yeah. was so weird. That look, so he fights her. At one point, you know, she gets him, but it's revealed that... Oh, yeah, she kills him, and then... You didn't kill me. You killed my life model decoy. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty uh, great. Yep. Um, I, life model decoys are kind of used pretty bizarrely in this because that, that life model decoy comes out and it, it just looks exactly like Hasselhoff yeah the leaps and bounds they made in that technology for like two <laughs> scenes ago but I do kind of I do kind of think there's space for them to be reintroduced into Marvel Cinematic Universe and I even had an idea for a cameo okay. uh, which is that they bring out like a life model decoy and it's like a LMD of David Hasselhoff yes. Like so there are two Nick Furies in this yeah. universe. Uh, I think they should just, just like in the comics. But they should just show it in like an old disused warehouse, and it's like a warehouse of like shitty science ideas. And they're like, that was a stupid idea, and it's just like Hasselhoff standing there. And it's like a single tear just goes down. <laughs> but it's pretty funny if like Sam, yeah, if Samuel L. Jackson sent out LMDs of David Hasselhoff, like they could have the Actually, both. you know what? If there was an actual movie with two Nick Furies with with David Hasselhoff and Samuel L. Jackson. I'd watch that. I'd watch yeah. it. I'd watch it and probably enjoy it. The two of them, like, you know, taking names and yeah. kicking ass and just being <laughs> awesome. I'd watch that. And then someone says, hey, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. And they both look up and say, yes. 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 <laughs> Get these motherfucking life, co- life coy decoys. What are life they? Model life model decoys <laughs> off this motherfucking plane. And, oh, that'd be awesome. You know they'd have a moment where they, like, light each other's cigars. Yeah. So yeah. they'd be, like, a nice little, cool, you know, camaraderie moment. Kiss. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> moving on. So, oh, when she she escapes somehow, she gets into like a descending oh, it's tube. So weird, but it's it's the, the tube that has like a dad dead in it. father in it. And yeah. then they just so go into like the ground. A, yeah, it's like a rocket ship thing. No, but like, it goes into the ground. So it's like a, oh, I don't know because because as soon as it like it sinks beneath the ground, like. Yeah, like kind of like a prop at like a concert or something. It's like a smoke machine and lasers, and then it slowly yeah, like sinks uses into that. the yeah, it sinks into the And as soon as the top goes underneath the surface, Nick Fury or David Hasselhoff says, "She's probably halfway to China by now." <laughs> yeah, I wrote like, that down. As soon as it's gone out of like the line of no, sight, and also he's been banging on the glass as it goes down, yeah. right? And as soon as it goes there under the ground, that's when he breaks in when she mm. could have done at any point and yeah. still got to her. It was really I found that really annoying. Yeah, like I feel like they could probably maybe check the exits. Mm. Or, you know. Yeah, where did they go? <laughs> yeah. Like, anyway, so I then um, they're back on the Halley character, Harrier, and everyone's happy, and um, Val and him sort of have a weird truce thing where, you know, she sort of apologizes for leaving him and he sort of forgives her or yeah, something. Like, you were right to be sorry. But it's all water under the bridge now. Like, Something like that, yeah. yeah. And then it cuts to uh, Viper and her dad, who has been defrosted. Yeah, yeah. and they're clearly having sex. There yeah. is a real creepy It's really gross. Going on, like there's. Yeah. And he doesn't. I, I can't remember. Did he actually have a monocle in this? Because I don't no, think I don't he think did. He has a monocle. No. Seems a bit of a missed opportunity. 
A lot of missed opportunities, guys. <laughs> a missed opportunity of me not watching it. That that was the perfect opportunity which you took from me, Kyle. I, d- I don't even have any. The sad thing, I don't even have anything written down for this episode. I've had so much for like the Yukon and Nick Fury mining. <laughs> yeah. you've, got then, a whole, you've got the whole Wikipedia entry. As, for the as it goes down, it's just like sex spionage. President is bored. Uh, oh, I wrote now popsicle because when Nick Fury's like taunting Viper, he's like, "How's your popsicle? Get it." Popsicle? Yeah, again, he has to repeat his one-liners <laughs> yeah, in case like, anyone Nick missed Fury, them. if you have to say it twice, it's not a good one-liner. It becomes a two-liner. Yeah. If you have to explain the joke, then it's, 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 not, it's not witty. Um, <sighs> okay, we got through it. Uh, that <laughs> I think that's as much as I can say. So, we got through it. I, I mean, do we want to rate it? We've sort of rated her plan. It's shit. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's a dog's breakfast. It's like her plan was an absolute... Disaster. It was poorly thought out, poorly executed. She had so Multiple many opportunities to failure. kill Nick Fury. Mm. Well, the, she had many different points of killing Nick Fury. And whenever someone said you should kill him, she said he is as already he is already as good as dead. And it's like, well, that's obviously not true. Yeah. And uh, was there's this one point where like she, she's searching him, or when <laughs> when they capture like Fury, the Hugh Grant dude, and the ESP. And they've got her all at gunpoint. She's like, give the woman to the men. I will have that cute little one. And she points at him. And there's an audible, he makes an audible gulp. Was yeah. like, gulp. It's like a comedy slapstick yeah. sound effect. It's like a sound effect CD. Number three. Gulp. Was this meant to be a TV pilot? Like, was this, no, like, you know, no, they used to do like movie know. length pilots. No, so I, no, it wasn't. I was watching this going, were they trying? To, I bet they were hoping they could get a series mm. out of it. They, I, I was reading that there were lots of different series that they'd optioned when they bought this deal, apparently. Yeah. This was maybe, or maybe turned into another movie. Oh, right. But, um, yeah, no, nah, I don't yeah. think so. But, yeah, kind of had that feel. I think they told the story they wanted to tell. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's got no holes in it whatsoever. It's the perfect to one, one and a half hours. Look, um, I mean, I consider it a, 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 a triumph that I didn't kill myself mm. halfway through it. So, you know, I guess life isn't that bad. I think it's like me. a Colombian tree frog. I think you're only safe if you're still alive 24 hours after finishing <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's either going to kill you yeah. or it's going to make you much stronger and immune. Yeah. Did, did he actually get her blood? Yeah, at the end they got yeah. her blood. Oh, okay. Just before she escaped. Oh, right. Which okay. she just seemed to slip out of her cuffs. Like, there yeah. was no... Sure. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, the good thing is that the next movie we talk about is a good one. Another Goya. Another Goya, Another but a good, a good Goya. Yeah. There are definitely good and bad, and then one day we'll do demonic toys as a palate cleanser. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what, what else is there to say? We've talked about... Um, just don't watch it. It's on theory. YouTube, fe- readily available to you. Look, watch... Don't watch it. Watch... Maybe watch the If first. you're that interested in it, or if you want to see how bad it is, just watch the first 15-minute thing, because that's got Nick Fury mining. It is like... Yeah, that... Boutique mine operation. Agreed. The yeah. first 15 minutes that's, are the that's the, Yeah, that's the, that's the funniest part. Oh, I've just remembered something else that really annoyed me. Yeah. So you know how, like, at the beginning, when, she's, when I said she speaks to the camera, she speaks to Quartermain... Hmm. Um, and so you see her say the line to Quartermain in real time, kind of when it's happening. And then later you see the video of, from Quartermain and you see her speak to camera the same line. It's a different performance. Mm. Yeah. Which really, really 
really annoys me when I see that in movies because and there's the a whole... bunch of extra dialogue. Yeah, yeah. Well, like... it cuts. They shows the rest of it, which yeah. is okay. Like I don't mind oh, she... the fact oh, that okay. we don't see the whole thing, but the, the line reading is a different line reading. Oh, I'm she, sure she of says it. something like, "Ah, yes, your last word is for Nicholas Fury, your childhood friends who failed you," or something <laughs> like that. Something like that. But she. But then, like, yeah. It, I can't. It, I cannot tell you how much that annoys me when it's supposed to be a recorded thing from something earlier in the film, and it's very clearly not. I nearly turned it off and stopped watching it then. Yeah, I nearly turned it off. Uh, there's a point where they're in the chopper and Fury's talking about like they they put me out to pasture. Like I was no good after the Cold War ended, and then the Hugh Grant dude goes because they changed the rules, and he's like, kid. I never played with any rules or something like yeah. that. I was like, oh. <laughs> I just, I just truly vile. <laughs> when did you nearly turn it off? <laughs> I don't even. I think I was just doing other tasks while it was yeah. going on. I was like, I need to be focusing on something else right now because I can't spend an hour and a half of my life yeah. just watching this. Oh, I mean, like performing your own um, appendix to me would would be better. Right. Like, you know, would, would would make it more enjoyable than just watching it. Um, all right. On that note. <laughs> God. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah, let's just call it done. We'll see you next time. Uh, no plugs. No plugs. Nah. Don't do it. Don't. We, don't, we haven't earned top plugs. We haven't earned no. plugs today. I don't want to do anything that I'm involved with this service of having it ever associated with Nick Fury. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do not. We anyway. are nobodies. We have nothing else to offer the world. Yep. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>